0: to the point of impact podcast with rick mcdaniel thanks for joining us today get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high impact life now here's rick welcome to the point of impact podcast i'm rick mcdaniel it's great to have you joining us with us again today in this busy christmas season that we're in and i uh, got some stuff for you that i think is going to really be helpful and a, a blessing to you one thing i have um is I tweeted and posted on Facebook 10 keys to a stress-free Christmas season. So if you're struggling with all those things that happened during this season, I would encourage you to go back and find that tweet. I believe it was on December 6th, maybe 6th or 7th, something like that, and read those 10 keys because they have helped many, many people. I put that out years ago on Fox News. That was super helpful back then, big audience, obviously. And since then, you know, tried to put it out in various ways to encourage and help folks in this season. Because even though it's a great season, it can be stressful season. So if that can be a blessing to you, Go grab that. Here's another great thing. On the Pray app or Pray.com, on the front, say, of the Pray app, there's Christmas at Pray, and if you click that, then there's something comes up that says Christmas Devotionals, and when you click that, you'll see that I have one called Tis the Season, a Christmas devotional, Tis the Season, five devotions leading up to Christmas. So, I encourage you to go get that as well. If you're listening to this podcast on Prey, that gets real easy. You're in the app already. But if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or iHeart or however, <laughs> you may be listening. It's uh, it's something you can get also free and um, can help you in a great, great way. So it'll be a perfect way to kind of enter into this uh, Christmas season and get your mind and heart in the right place to celebrate Christmas. And, and and in typical of my style, there'll be an inspirational aspect to it for sure. So it won't just be telling the Christmas story, but it'll be taking Christmas truths and and like the first one about believing the best and just looking at Joseph and how he believed Mary, even though it was pretty wild things she told him. So you I think you can get some great benefit from it. So I encourage you to get that on the not free aspect of things are the book, my books, as you look toward Christmas gifts. And here you are to a countdown, you know, with maybe just uh, 10 or less days to go before. But with Amazon, for instance, you can get it and they can still ship it to you. So my book, Turn Your Setbacks and the Comebacks, my book, You Got Style, my book, the latest one, This Is Living, This Is Living, this is a Devotional, so 100 devotions take about three minutes to read each day. Great way to start your day and a great thing to give people, even if they're not big readers. If someone wants to understand themselves better. You got style. It's it's my way of looking at our thinking style and our parenting style and our work style and our spiritual style and our decision style and time style. And and if you if people who want to learn more about themselves, you know whether it's Myers Briggs, Enneagram, Disc Profile, those are all great. But this is my my version of it. And I, and it's different, obviously, and I think it can help you. And then turn your setbacks and comebacks. Boy, if you're looking for a comeback year in 2024 and you've had some setbacks and you need some, some real practical steps of how to do it and some great inspiration, then that book is good for you as well. You get all those on Amazon. You can go to rickmcdano.com as well, by the way, if you want to get a signed copy, you can order any of the books on the website. We'll send it to you um and I'd say get get on that right now so we can get it to you in time for Christmas. Amazon is obviously another great option for you. So free stuff that you can get, books that you can buy, that you can give is, I mean, inexpensive. I mean, these are all under $20. It's, it's a great way to just give a simple, inexpensive gift that someone could come back and say, wow, thank you. This really helped me make a comeback. Man, this really helped me understand myself better and people I care about. And Man, this is a great little each day thing to do, and and I just really love it. Thanks for giving it to me. So all these things, I think, can be real blessings to you. So I'm glad to be able to offer all these resources as we enter into the Christmas season. So in the Christmas season, as we, I guess, get into enter into the actual celebration of Christmas. Now, this is going to be our last episode on the theme of problems, how to pray about your problems. But let me say, there's still two more episodes in this year. Next week, we'll look at finances and you know how you can set yourself up financially, especially as you look toward the new year. It's always one of the highest resolutions. Uh, how can you handle your finances the best? And then the final episode of the year will be a real motivational one to get you ready for a great new year. So we've got today, finish up problems within those two episodes And just then we'll take just a brief one week break. And then in the new year, we'll start on time and the value of time and how to use your time well and all that sort of stuff. So lots of good stuff. Finish strong 2023 and get ready for a great 2024. So today, how to pray about your problems. And we talked about problems in all kinds of different ways, but I don't think you can fully um, understand how it is that you can deal with your problems if you leave out the God factor, if you leave out the prayer factor, because it makes a huge, enormous difference in, in, in your life. And let me just start with actually two stories. I like to spread out stories usually, but I want to kind of juxtapose these next to each other, just to kind of show you two sides of it. So, there was a guy who drove by a pond and he heard an enormous amount of croaking and he thought to himself, I could make a fortune if I bought this little pond and I just got all the frogs out of it and sold the frog legs to restaurants in the city. So he negotiated a really good price with the farmer who owned the pond and he bought it. And the first thing he did was drain the pond so he could get the frogs. And what he discovered was there was just one big bullfrog that was making all the noise. So... Sometimes you think, oh, man, I got so many problems. I don't even know where to start. And what you can discover is there's really one source and it's the problem. And then there are like all of these others. Again, the disease, I talked about this earlier in earlier episodes, the disease and the symptoms. You know, there's a lot of symptoms, but there's really only one sickness. And if you can deal with the sickness then it's amazing how what appears to be four or five problems all get solved with, with dealing with the root of it all. So again, that's why I've done these previous episodes and you know why so many problems and, and different ways you can look at your problems and, and approach them and see how they might be used to, in a positive way in your life. And then last week are some just very practical principles and a framework for how to, to deal with problems. All right, so that's one side of it. Here's the other. There was a a cleaning lady who uh, had a house in St. Louis and a cleaning business, busy doing all that stuff. And she noticed that there were a few bees uh, around the attic of her home, but she didn't think much of it. But over the summer, the bees began to fly in and out of the attic vent um, a little more regularly. But the woman just remained, you know, kind of unconcerned about the whole thing. Well, the entire attic of her small home became a gigantic beehive. So big, the ceiling of her second floor bedroom caved in under the weight of hundreds, hundreds of pounds of honey and thousands of angry bees. So, The other side of is that many problems are just one is you can't ignore the problem. If there's bees flying around, you probably ought to find out what that's about before they inhabit your entire attic and make a giant hive that is filled with hundreds of pounds of honey and thousands of angry bees all of a sudden take over the upstairs of your house and it won't be long before they had to go into the downstairs and what a mess that all made. And so... As we've been going over this, maybe you've been thinking, I don't know if the problems are that big. Maybe I'm making more of it. Probably not making more of it. Again, you might be making more of a bunch of problems that have one root issue that you need to get to. But if you think it's a problem, it's probably a problem. So we've talked about, you know, a framework for dealing with them sort of step by step, understanding how you get, have problems in the first place and understanding that problems may be used by God to direct you, to protect you, to correct you, to inspect you. There's all those aspects of it. And all of that is helpful. But I would be remiss if I didn't say, hold on a minute, before we leave this subject, this important subject, we do need to talk about the prayer aspect of it. The what you might call prayer power principles that you need to use as you deal with your problems. And there's essentially three of them. The first, say, prayer power principle is the power of agreement. In in the Bible, the word for agree, the, the New Testament in the Bible is written in Greek, the Old Testament's written in Hebrew. In the New Testament, where it talks about prayer, and it uses the word agree. That word, if you were to translate the word that is in Greek into English, it would be the word symphony. And that's a powerful way to think about prayer. So let, let me give you the scripture, by the way. It's the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, begins with verse 19. I promise that when any two of you on earth agree about something you're praying for, my Father in heaven will do it. Matthew 18, 19, whenever two of you or more agree about something you're praying for. So that's the idea of, of a symphony. And that's just such a great way to understand what it means to pray in agreement. So sometimes it's called corporate prayer. What it means is it's not just you you know you're praying with other people about it. So this is why it's so great to be a part of a church, to be a part of a small group, to be to have other people who are also believers, followers in Christ, believe in the power of prayer who can join together with you in create a symphony, a beautiful agreement that you all say, yes, let's all pray about this problem and all pray for it together. A lot of groups that I've been in, you know, one of the first things is done is people go around and share their prayer requests and then 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 people pray. In the coaching group that I have, we do that, even though it's, you know, business coaching and uh, all the sorts of things that go into to successful leadership, we start with, Hey, what are the problems that you're facing? And let's pray together and, and agree together about them. Now, when you agree in prayer, there's really like three things that have to happen. First of all, you have to agree about the need. In other words, everyone has to say, yes, this is definitely a need. This is a problem. could be a financial issue. could be a health. It could, could be relationship uh, could you know could be something within the family, it could be something in a, your career or job. <clears throat> and other people say, okay, <clears throat> we all agree that this is definitely a problem and we need to pray about it. The second is agreeing about God's will. Now this goes back to the episode you know about the the different ways that God might work in problems because we may say, well the problem is this and the answer is to get rid of it God. And that very well may be exactly what needs to happen very well, but it may be that God says, no, I'm going to use this problem to direct you into something better. I'm going to use this problem to protect you from something that would be far worse than whatever you're going through right now. So it's important to agree about God's will, because if God's will is different than what we want, we always want what God wants, because God always has our best interest in mind. He has a perspective that we could never have about our lives and about what is going on in our lives. And so we need we need his help. We need his guidance and direction in our lives. So we want to always pray that. Then the third uh, aspect of agreement is the the part that says, you know, and when God answers this prayer and the problem gets solved, we're going to make sure that we give God the glory for it. We, we're going to say, yes, if God did this. He's the one that did it. And we're going to make sure that he receives the glory for it. And everyone is in agreement about that. So no one is saying, gosh, you know, we're so smart. We figured it out. No, the smart thing was (laughs) that you prayed. That was uh, that was the smart thing. Just being wise enough to say we should probably pray about this and we should pray together. Because if we pray together, there's a much greater potential that this is going to be answered because we're practicing that power prayer principle of agreement. And I would say to you, by the way, really, if you're praying for things, but you're never praying in agreement with other people, that may be the missing piece right there for you. You may wonder, I don't understand why this problem hasn't been dealt with and I've been praying about it. And my first question to you, have you been praying in agreement with other people or have you simply been praying by yourself? If you've been praying by yourself, get other people to agree with you in prayer about it. And if you don't know who those people could be, then I would say, hey, get involved in a church. Or if you're in a church, get involved in a small group or a ministry where you will you know other people and you can share your prayer needs to one another and you can pray the prayer of agreement and if they ever say we're going to have a prayer meeting at church make sure you show up for that prayer meetings just you know just historically in churches are not nearly as well attended as services or other you know special events and yet you may be missing out big time missing out because you didn't take advantage of gathering together with other people who are like-minded and are there to agree with you. And just as they want you to agree with them about what's happening in your life. So this agreement principle is a big one. Make sure you're praying in agreement, practicing this prayer power principle of praying in agreement. All right, the next prayer power principle is the power of urgency. Urgency has to do with desire and desire really is about hunger. Like, you know, you just are like, oh man, I got to get this problem solved. I cannot keep having this in my life. I cannot keep struggling financially. I cannot keep having this health issue. I can't keep struggling in my marriage I just I can't stand to keep going to work every day and I don't enjoy it and I don't like it and that's just you know some of the things you know there's a, there's I mean the thing about problems is there's so many multiple ways in which problems come and, and visit us you know it's just incredible it's really incredible how many problems we can have in, in in big and small ways, even during this Christmas season. You know, you, you just may be saying, oh, man, there's this and there's that and this has come up. And how are we now going to get there because of this? And how can we do this? And, you know, it's just problems. Now, again, you know, we're having a thing where we're still waiting for two things we've ordered to come. I mean, it's just unbelievable. They should have been here long time ago and and in both cases there's record that they entered into our area days ago like the next day they should have been delivered. Now, you know, that's one kind of problem, you know, like a temporary problem. And then there are these deeper, greater problems. So life, you know, there's a scale. There's, you know, problems that are a one and there's there's a few that are a ten and there's many that are in between. But I'm talking about these, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten type problems that, you know, just wow. So this uh, famous guy named John Knox, the Presbyterian Church, he's kind of the founder of it, uh, comes from Scotland. So this is what he said. Give me Scotland or I die. Give me Scotland or I die. Meaning either I can make an impact for, for Christ in my homeland or I don't, I don't want to live. I mean, that's, that's what it looks like, you know, to have real urgency. You know, where you're just like saying, Man, I I gotta I gotta I gotta see something happen. You know, there's a passion, this kind of passion. And that's it. Fervency in prayer really reveals to God, you know, our true passion for Him to do something. And and that's important. It's important for 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 God to see that in us, that there's just this real and you know, you go throughout the Bible and you'll see, you know, you'll see this over and over again, where people are like, oh man, what what are we going to do? And you can go back in the Old Testament to Moses, Abraham, Go even back farther to Abraham, David, you can go in the New Testament, look at people like Peter and Paul, and just really like, God, you have got to work here. We're in trouble. We got a problem. We don't know how to solve it. We need your help. And by the way, there's absolutely nothing wrong with just that kind of a prayer. Like, God, I need your help. Like, I need help bad. And I need it now. And I'm in trouble. And I need you to work. So for urgency, You know, to really be a part of your prayers, here's just some things that have to happen. It has to grow out of, you know, a heart that's filled with love. In other words, this isn't like a selfish kind of thing. This is a loving thing. Now, again, I, you know, you, you say, I just care so much about this person and I see them struggling in their health. I care so much about this person and I see them struggling financially and you say well is it selfish to pray about myself no it's not selfish to pray about your genuine problems absolutely not but it can't just be about all about you know your wants versus needs I mean that's a big part of it is the difference between a want and a need and it can't just always be about your problems but again to go back to the agreement it's about helping people with their problems as well and then urgency is a result of like a a real vision or maybe even a new vision revelation whatever term you want to use of of a need you know like where you just are like wow this is not good this is this is not good this is happening in my life. This is happening in someone's life I love. And, th- th- you know, there's a need here now. Like God responds to needs. And when when we, you know, make sure God knows that we know there's a problem. And we know that God's the one who can answer it. So we just have that kind of urgency. And then the, another aspect of urgency is it focuses very specifically, you know, I said it's okay to pray, God help me, but let me just be clear, help me, and then fill in the the blank, there is power and specificity, in other words, the more, just like a laser, I've talked about this before, right, you want to hone in and make it very specific, because there's power in the focus not just you know oh god i need your help and by the way i don't think urgency comes out of general prayers i really don't i think urgency is a reflection of a specific prayer this is the need this is the problem this is what ha- is happening god i need you to do something about it help that kind of urgency gets god's attention and things happen when when you pray that way all right the third prayer power principle is is the power of perseverance without perseverance much prayer really ends up not being answered i mean that's just the truth it's it's in fact jesus told a parable story it's in luke chapter 18 so matthew 18 mentioned earlier this luke 18 jesus told his disciples a story now listen about how they should keep on praying and never give up luke eighteen one. jesus told his disciples a story about this you keep on praying never give up and then he went on to tell the story that is sometimes called the importune widow and in, in importune means persistent we don't use that word very much but that's that's what it means the persistent widow the importune widow she wouldn't give up she kept bothering this judge in a town. There was once a judge didn't fear God didn't care about people in the same town was a widow who kept going to the judge and saying, make sure I get fair treatment in court. And the judge for a while, the judge refused to do anything. And finally said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about people, not, not good qualities for a judge, but okay, I will help this widow because she keeps on bothering me. And if I don't help her, she will wear me out. That's the story. And Jesus said, think about what that crooked judge said. Now, won't God protect his chosen ones who pray to him day and night? Won't he be concerned for them? He will surely hurry and help them. There you go. These are the words of Jesus. God protects the ones pray to him day and night he will be concerned for them he will surely hurry and help them I mean that's what you want to hear isn't it? if you have a problem you want to hear God uh, cares about it he's concerned about it and he's going to hurry and he's going to help me and Jesus says that crooked judge imagine what God will do your heavenly father loves you and cares about you So there is this aspect of prevailing in prayer, of persistence, of perseverance, importunity. There's your big fancy word for today. Takes time to prevail. But we have to we have to prevail in prayer. Now, I want to say one thing I think is really important. This doesn't mean that you keep going to God day after day and asking the same thing. God heard you the first time you asked. So really, it shifts from asking to thanking God in faith that he's going to take care of the problem. That's 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 the that's the shift that needs to happen where you you don't have to keep saying, God, you know, my finances, you know, I'm in trouble, you know, I need help. And going back each day, and but after that, you just can go to God and say, God, I know, I know, you can bless me, you can provide for me. I know you can take care of me, and I thank you, God, that I've asked you to help me. You know what my need is, and I thank you that you're going to do it. Now, while you're praying that kind of prayer of thanks, you may say, I you know, why does it take time? So here's just some thoughts. This is years of experience in my my life. Uh, sometimes it takes time for a complex situation to come together. It just does. God's going to take care of it for you. He is, but it's, co- it's complicated. And so it involves a lot of moving parts. but things can be moved and they will be moved. And eventually, it'll all come together in a way that is good for you. You will be on the receiving end of a blessing, but it's going to take some time. It takes time for the necessary pressure to be applied to certain circumstances. Some people are stubborn and... Much like this crooked judge, right? I don't really fear God or care about people. There's people like that in this world. Don't fear God and don't care about people. Don't have a respect for God. Don't have much care or respect for people. And so it takes time for the pressure to be put on them to do the right thing. Just like the judge ended up doing the right thing for the widow but it takes some time for that to happen. And third, uh, sometimes time is needed for the the cumulative effect. In other words, it's almost like uh, you know, like compound interest. Like, would you would you just be happy if you made a hundred bucks? Sure. But what if I told you the cumulative compounding effect could result in thousand bucks or ten thousand? Would you be willing to wait longer to get? a better return, a better, a bigger blessing. And I think many people would say, yeah, I would. I'd be, I'd be willing to do that. So this is some of the reasons why it takes time. And your role in this is to just persevere, be persistent. And again, make your request known to God, then thank God in faith. I know you're going to take care of this problem. God, I know you're going to do it now. Now, you, you put these into the, in the practice, the these what I'll call prayer power principles, agreement, urgency, perseverance. And I, you direct that toward problem in your life, you're going to see amazing things happen. And if you don't think so, try this. Do all three. Don't just pick and choose. Do, practice all three. And you'll see. Some amazing things happen, and these problems are going to disappear. They're going to be solved. They're going to be resolved, and you're going to be so happy about it. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.